Well, alrighty then. Let's get started. Let's get ready to rumble. Hey, everyone. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we talk about and we actively invest in dividend stocks to gain weekly and monthly cash flow. I hope you guys all enjoyed your your three-day weekend. Or was it a four-day week? I think it was a three-day weekend. Yeah, I was up in Maine having some fun. I I broadcast, I think, from Bear Lake. I think I was on Thursday and Friday. Uh, but it was nice, nice, peaceful, quiet. You guys didn't hear from me yesterday because the market wasn't open, so no sense even being here, you know? I could go down what's happening, but no. All kind of nice, neat, fun stuff. Well, anyway, it is Tuesday, September 7th. It is 12, 16 p.m. Let's get started. Let's get moving. Let's see. We only have four days to make a thousand bucks, so let's see what we can do. We got four positions that we carried over CINF, uh, Cincinnati Financial, which I believe it is uh, the second Friday this Friday and the third Friday is next Friday. I don't think she's going to hit her 124. See, we're looking to gain 124 on this, and it doesn't look like we're actually going to hit it. Let's jump on and see what CINF is doing, see where it's been, and see where we think it might be going. All right, so Cincinnati Financial started out last year at 79.38. She had a low back in the end of October at uh, 69.92. And I love it when it escalates beautifully like this. It goes from 69.92 and it escalates beautifully all the way up to here, which was 124.51. That was a nice escalation over what it looks like uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, about six, maybe seven months. So escalated from 69, what's about 70 bucks, to a high of 125, which is a nice return. From there, there was some profit taking. She went sideways at 117 for a while. And then a couple of weeks ago, she hit a high for the year at 125.67. The 90-day low looks like we have a triple support down here, around 113 and a half. Looks like some good support. But from the high at 125.67. She's been having lower highs and lower lows, and today she's sitting at 120.07. Now we got 300 shares at 123.83. So let's see if we can do something with CINF. Now, don't get me wrong, I really do enjoy my dividend stocks that have weekly options because it got it gives me more more choices on how to make a, a weekly cash flow. Now, we don't have anything, because she's sitting at 120.15 at the moment. The bid is 120.06, and the ask is 120.13, a $0.07 cent spread. So a $0.07 cent spread with a dividend stock, you know, there's not a huge amount of interest in it, not like uh, uh, some of the other ones. When, when you have a lot of interest, a lot of volume, the spread is usually tighter, like a one or two cent spread. But this one has this, uh, what's that, uh, an 11, 10 or 11 cent spread? So when the spreads get wider, less activity, that way the market maker still gets to make their money. Okay, so I could sell the 120s at at 155 a share. 
but that would mean my sale price would be one twenty one fifty five, which is less than what I paid for it. I didn't collect a dividend yet on this. I haven't collected any premiums yet. The div cap didn't work for the first day, uh, first couple of days, and she's been going down. So she's sitting at one twenty at the moment. So I'm, I'm deciding, you know, should I do the one twenty five and grab fifteen cents, or should I just leave it alone and see what she does? You know, I collect a dividend coming up. I think next week. Ooh, excuse me. Wow. Yeah, you get that in live broadcast. People birching, belping, farting, all kinds of weird noises and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, this is live, so yeah, and I know I, I do not edit this stuff out. So, you know, you get what you get. All right, so I don't think I'm going to do anything with Cincinnati Financial today. I'll take a look at it again tomorrow. I really hate to sell the 125. So that locks me into 125 for 15 cents. And I only got 400 shares. So that's only $45. Do I really want to tie up all that for 45 bucks? I'm going to say no. I'm going to pass on CINF for today. Just let's see if the div cap works on it or not. 3M is next on the list. 3M started out the year last year at 163.83. Uh, found its low within a couple of months at the end of October. Just like everything else. After the election, it goes up and hits a high of 208.95. She settled into that 200 area and just kind of goes sideways for a little bit. Now, the one-year chart looked great. However, the 90-day chart does not look that great. She got a high at 208.95, and that's back in uh, the beginning of May. From there, she went sideways for about a month, took some profit-taking, Jumped into a 197, 199 trading range and traveled that for what's like one, two, two months. And today she opens up and then tanks to a new 90 day low at 187.85. I don't know what's going on there. Now we got this at 196. And that does not make, oh, sorry, we got this at 198. That does not make me a happy camper. Wow. I'm going to leave that one alone. STX. Let's see if my cash cow is going to give me any money today. Please, you've been giving me money all for the past two or three months. You know, just for the fun of it, we're going to go into uh, STX and actually look at all the premiums and all the dividends. We actually caught up on that one. Now, STX started out at the low of the year at 45.25 last year. That was 52 weeks ago. From there, beautiful escalation from 145, sorry, from 45.25 all the way up to the high of 106.22. And that was in mid-May. From there, she drops down to a trading range between 85 and 90 and just traveled for the past couple of months there. Not really doing a whole heck of a lot of anything. But we got, uh, I got the STX at 98.79. So let's see. Oh, right. Lovely. Last Tuesday. Oh, sorry. Last Friday, remember? I don't I don't know how many of you remember this or who have been following. But last Friday, STX went above my call price, which was 90. So I had to buy back the premium and I lost money on it. I think I lost um, 
know, like a thousand bucks or something like that. But it's a lot better than losing ten thousand. Okay, because had I let it go at ninety, I would have lost close to to, to ten thousand bucks. So I had to buy back the premium, lost a thousand bucks on that. However, I did break even for the week last week, so I made a thousand bucks last week. It didn't make what I wanted to because I was heading for I think twenty five hundred for the week, but I had to buy back that one option back, and then I turned around and I sold it, the ninety two call for six hundred and ten bucks. So. STX is giving me nothing this week. So far, I've made absolutely nothing. That does not make me have camper. So VFC, it better be my 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 savior. VFC. Oh, that would dumped also. Ooh. Okay, so VFC started out last year at 67, um, 67, 72, somewhere around there. And just like everyone else, end of October, she finds a low at 66.26. Now, this one, it went from the low of the year, 66.26, almost up to the new high. And it only took about a month to hit 89. Now, that's close to the high of the year. The high of the year was actually 90.79, but that didn't happen until end of April. But she went from the low of the year, beginning of uh, end of October, beginning of November to 89 which is the end of them so in one month she goes from 66 to 89 which is going very close to the high of the year all right so for the last 90 days she's got the high at 90 79 and she has a, a profit taking and then she had um got stuck in a trading range between 79 and 82 and just traveled that way all the way up until she breaks out of that the end of August, in the middle of August. She finds a new trading range of 76, travels that way sideways until today. Doesn't that figure I need to earn some money today? And she opens up at, what is that, uh, 75? And right now she's at 72.42. Not giving me the warm fuzzies. So let's take a quick look at seasonality at VFC. To find out where she might be going to see if she we can get some kind of money out of her. All right, here we go. Beautiful. The the seasonality looks great from where we are. This thing should escalate nicely in the next couple of weeks. Let's look at the big chart for VFC. VFC. All right, so VFC definitely in an uptrend. Beautiful. The trend line is an uptrend. However, the buyers are retreating. They're at 13. And the sellers are advancing. They're at 27. It looks like they're, they're just not going to stop. So we have a lot more sellers than we do buyers. So that gives me an indication that I want to really wait until tomorrow to do anything. Or later on today. But I won't be around later on today because I'm jumpy. Isn't that, imagine that. The other day... I was in Maine. I mean, way, way up in Maine. I mean, I could almost throw a rock into Canada. That's how close I was. Way up there. It, it got chilly at night where we had a fire going in the fireplace. Uh, the wood stove, actually. We had two wood two wood stoves in the house going. One in the kitchen area, one in the living room living room area. And uh, I cuddled up under the comforter. and it was, it was a bit chilly, a bit brisk. But it was nice and invigorating. Today, I'm back in Massachusetts in my humble little abode, my little uh, studio here. 
And uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be down in Sarasota, where it's going to be warm and sunny. I get to see the kids, and I get to see the grandkids. The grandchild. I only got one so far. So I got a question for you. 12.30 in the afternoon. Is it too early to drink? <laughs> I'm having one of those uh, watermelon lemonade hard salsa. Not too sweet, not too strong. Nice, cool, and refreshing. Anyway. <clears throat> okay, so VF. We're going to wait till tomorrow to do something. Only because the amount of sellers and the huge drop for today. She opens up and then she drops where she, she opened up at, um, like I say, 76 and a half. She hit a high at 76 and a half and a low at 75, 28. That's almost. That's only a point. That's that's not right. Let's get back to where we are. There you go. Opened up at seventy five ninety two. High was seventy six nineteen. The low is seventy two thirty seven. So yeah, that is a smidge on the low side. Um kind of see where VFC is 72 is going for a buck but we got to stay at 77 right yeah we got to stay at 77 72 77 is basically worthless now I could do the 74 is at 10 cents the 73 is at 35 cents But she's sitting at 72 at the moment. And I don't want to go lower than a 74. And a 74 is only going to give me 80. That's not even 100 bucks. So, like I said, I'm going to sit and wait it out. Let's jump back. And let's see what's happening. Okay, we got like $34,000 to play with. All right. $34,000 to play with. And we need to find a couple of trades to make us a thousand bucks. Alrighty. <clears throat> Let's take a look at the Dividend Kings first, because it's always first on our list. Dividend Kings. Now we're gonna need to go back to September 2020 to find out exactly who is trading in the next couple of weeks. Because they don't give you ahead of time notice, like who is ahead, you know. Um, it is the seventh today, so only one dividend king two weeks from today, and that is FRT. So let's look at FRT. FRT. Okay, now FRT as a dollar six premium Federal Realty Investment Trust. Now these things like off the chart for the what recently. Okay, FRT started out the year last year at eighty forty. Excuse me, eighty forty seven. Okay, found its low at sixty seven oh one. I towards the end of October. As soon as the president gets elected, boom! What happens? She jumps to a trading range of eighty nine. Travels there right up until February. Busts out of that, finds a new trading range at one nineteen, and in the meantime, hitting a high of the year at one twenty five. So she's been in one nineteen area for the past couple of months. Going sideways, she's got a double low at 112, some support at 112, 
she definitely has some resistance around the 123 area. She's sitting at 121 at this moment in time. So let's see what a covered call would look like. Wait a minute. Let's do the seasonality first to see where this thing might be going. Now, there's no guarantee that this is where it's going. It's just that it might be going in this direction. Okay, so we're here on the 7th. 8th, 9th, 10th, which is, which is an uptrend to that point. Okay, so season I looks at the upside from where from where it is. Um, now we're going to put it into the big chart and see what the buyers and sellers are doing. Okay, she's bouncing off that support at 113, but she's sitting at 121 at the moment. She is in an uptrend. There are more buyers than there are sellers. However, the buyers are decreasing and the sellers are increasing. It's an 18 to 23 buyers over sellers. And the volume looks basically normal. Nothing, no abnormalities there. Okay, she's sitting at 158,000 at the moment. Volume is less than a half a million a, a day. That's not a whole heck of a lot. But she does have the dividend coming up. Okay, so let's see what she's trading for. All right, so the bid is 121.52. The ask is 121.65. Now, this is a monthly dividend stock. So if we bought it at 121.65, we ended up selling it for 122.50. 55. Huh. Be making a buck on a hundred dollar stock that's one percent, but that's a week and a half. Oh, that makes me a little iffy. I might have to come back to that because I really do not like monthly options when I'm trying to have weekly cash flow. Because at the moment, my weekly cash flow is nothing. All right, let's see what Warren Buffett's list looks like. Nothing on Warren Buffett's list. However, next week, Warren Buffett's got uh, five companies on the list. Alrighty, so let's take out the dividend aristocrats. All right, NJR. I'm going to quickly just put these into the trade um, category to see if they have options on them. NJR. Was that right? A monthly options. IFF. 77 cents. International flavors and fragrances. Ooh. Interesting. IFF. Weekly. There we go. All right. Let's put it into the... Put it through the... What do you want to call it? The process? I don't know. Run it through the ringer. There you go. Run it through the ringer. IFF started out the year last year at 121.63. Found its low right just before the election, the end of the month of October. Hit a low of 99.54. From there, just after the election, hit a trading range of 113. Went sideways right to the end of the year. From there, she jumps up. And she keeps on escalating till she hits a high at 157.08. Now, uh, 90, we got a 90-day low at 134, and that was the beginning of May. 
and we still have the 157. From there, she looks pretty strong, but today she's got a today and Friday were both down days. Okay, um, it had nice movement, but it was still basically a down day. Um, we'll take a quick look at the chart for IFF, the big chart. Oh, wait a minute, seasonality first. So the one year chart looked pretty good. The 90-day chart looked okay. Seasonality, at least for the next month, nice strong uptrend. Okay, so she is in an uptrend. However, the buyers are declining and sellers are advancing. It's uh, 24 to 16 sellers over buyers. Not 100% sure the volume. Uh, looks to be somewhere where it should be. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, she's at uh, close to 400, close to 400,000 now. With a couple hours left to go. All right, so let's check out the trade grid on this. The bid is 149.92. The ask is 149.97. Only a five cent spread. That's not that bad. So if we did a div cap, I mean. Um, a covered call at 149 is paying 75 cents that is close to one percent okay let's see if you get 500 shares of this All right, 500 shares, 149.89 to open. I don't think that's going to work. No, I can't do 500 shares. Because I only have 31,000 to play with. Is that correct? 31 to play with. Okay, so let's take a look at PM then. IFF is a little on the high price. PF, PM, sorry. Is that Philip Morris? Philip Morris. All right. So she started out the year last year at 79.82, found its bottom at 68.93. From there, a beautiful escalation. That's right towards the end of, the, end of uh, October, also, just before the election. You got the election. And she goes from 70, 72 all the way up to a high at 106.27. And that is today. Wow. Let's take a look at seasonality on Philip Morris. Okay, the seasonality looks like she's going to go sideways. Okay, so let's look at the big chart. Philip Morris. Oops. All right, she's definitely an uptrend. The buyers are 35 to 14. Wow, that's almost a 3 to 1. Definitely in an uptrend, definitely going up. So this looks like a buy. Okay, so 106.18 by 106.20, a 2 cent spread. So you know there's a lot of activity there. Now, if we bought it at 106. One oh six twenty two. 
Yeah. We could. I, I don't think we can get a thousand shares. I think we might be able to get five hundred. That only gives me five hundred bucks. That does not make a happy camper. All right, that's twenty six thousand. So let's go six hundred. It's thirty one, just shy of thirty two. Okay, so let's see if we can buy 600 shares of Philip Morris at the market. I'm off by three. <laughs> I'm off by three dollars and seventy-five cents. You've got to be kidding me! All right, so to take care of that. I am going to sell one share of 3M. And we're going to sell it at the market. Market. All right. That's going to free up um, close to 200 bucks. All right. That one sold. So let's go back to Philip Morris. Um, PM. Now, we're going to try to buy 600 of these. Alrighty. Alright, so 600 Philip Morris at the market. Was that supposed to be at the market? I don't think it was at the market. Hmm. Let's change it and replace it to a market order. Okay, so we're canceling that first order. We're replacing it to market. So buy 600 Philip Morris at the market to open. All right, 106.33. Now, I'm going to sell the 107s at 32, and I have 600 shares. One oh sevens at thirty two, six hundred shares. Wait a minute. Is that right? That's only 200 bucks. That can't be right. Wow, that puts me in a very awkward position. Hmm. Well. All right, so if we sell the 107s, they're only selling for 32 cents. It's 600 shares at 32 cents a share. That's a hundred and eighty bucks. Now, if the stock goes to one hundred seven, all right, that does not make me a happy camper. One hundred seven. Let's take a look at the one hundred sixes.
All right, if I do the 106, is at 75 cents a share. That's 400 bucks. That gets me not even halfway to my goal. So we got 83. Okay, so let's see exactly what that what that means. All right. So we just brought in 500 bucks. Okay, so we sold the 106. This is what we did. We'd sell 6 p.m. 100, which is the weeklies. 10 September 21, which is this Friday, the 106 call at 83 cents a share. Now, that is $494. Uh, $498 for those of you who don't have, uh, who have free trades. Me, I had to pay $4 for the trade. Now, that's almost 500 bucks, which is just about halfway to our goal for the week. Now, for the past, I don't know, three or four months, I've been doing over 1% per week. Today, I have half a percent because of the mess up I did for last week. Okay, so I have $200 to play with. And I still have Cincinnati Financial, uh, 400 shares at... 124 and it's only at 120. I don't really see it going anywhere. That does not make me a happy camper. Anyway, that's all I can do. So let me see what else is out there for for you guys who are, are listening. Now IFF didn't work, right? Um Philip Morris did Who else do we have? We have ELS Let's do it quickly on ALS, which is Equity Lifestyle Properties. So let's put this. This is a dividend king, uh, dividend aristocrat. ELS. All right. So let's go back to the standard chart. There we go. ELS started out the year last year at sixty four eighty four. Basically dropped down to a trading range of 60, 61, 62, hitting a low at 57.93. Basically going sideways all the way right up until mid-March. From mid-March, she goes from 63 all the way up to 88.47. And that was a high, was I think, on Thursday. Okay, so for the last 90 days, we have a double bottom at 67.67 and the high at 88.48. She's sitting at 86 Eight at the moment, eighty-six oh eight at the moment. Let's see what seasonality looks like for these guys. And you have it right here. She's going to be in a little bit of a downtrend at the moment, so that one does not make me happy, camper. And I would pass on it right off the bat. MDT, which is next on the list, Medtronics. Let's put MDT into the one-year chart and see what that looks like. MDT. Open that baby up. Okay, she started out the year last year at 104.58. Found its low at 98.94 towards the end of the October, just before the election. The election comes, she gaps up, she hits a 102, which is not bad for a gap up. Okay, goes sideways for a little bit, escalates all the way up to the high of the year, which was. On Thursday at 
the 90 day low of being a 122 and we have seasonality looking like this hold on a second sideways with a tiny bit of an uptrend okay I could deal with that the big chart for MDT MDT definitely in an uptrend buyers over sellers 27 to 19 buyers are retreating and sellers are escalating why you might ask well three down days in a row lower highs and lower lows and it looks like last Thursday maybe nope last Wednesday well, that looks like a doji where it opened up the same time as it closed Anyway, she's sitting at 133.83. Does not look, does not give me the warm fuzzies. But let's see what the trade looks like. Because she's basically going to go sideways. Sideways is good for uh, covered calls, calendar spreads, div cap plays. She's got a bid at 133.80 and the ask of 133.83. A three cent spread. You know what that means? And it's weekly options. So at 133, you could buy it at 133.80 and sell the 134 at 70 cents a share, which is not bad. But if you sold the 133s, you'd sell at one. You'd sell at uh, 129, 130, which ultimately will be 134.30. Which is not bad either. Okay, that's nice. <clears throat> and for the fun of it, let's see if I can buy me a spread. We've got 133.96 cents. 79 dollar spread. That's not even. 132. What? Okay, that can't be right. 131, 132 is 85 cents. The 132, 133 is 79 cents, which is a 20% return. <clears throat> I could do three of those. Um, let's see what it's telling me 237. Oh, I got four seventy-three. So let's see if I can do five of them. Six, maybe. All right, I'm gonna do six. All right, um, I'm gonna do verticals on MDT. So I'm gonna buy six vertical. MDT 100, which is the weeklies. 10 September 21, which is this Friday. So this is going to expire in three days. At 70 cents, 77 cents a share, which means the most money I can make off of this trade is 138. Now I'm putting out 500 bucks, so 138 off of 500 bucks is just a little bit over 20%. All righty, so she's working. Um, I want to buy it at 78, and right now it's at 70. 
I want to buy it at 77. It's sitting at 78. So I'm going to pump it up to 79. Doesn't make me a happy camper, but I'll do it anyway. So I'm just changing it to 79 cents a share. It got filled at 79. All right, so <clears throat> let's quickly take a look. We're going to try to duplicate this order. Okay, this is what it sounds like. Buy six vertical MDT 100 weeklies at 10 September 21, which is this Friday. The 132 over the 133 at 79 cents limit order. So, I'm putting up 481. The most I can make off of this is 126, which is right a little over 20% return. Okay, so I got a 20% return for three days. Now, the nice thing about it is you got the dividend coming up in, in two weeks. Uh, the one-year chart looks pretty good. The 90-year chart looks pretty good. Now, the, the seasonality didn't look great, but it did look sideways. Now, sideways is great, when you don't want the stock to move. Because if the stock moves up, I'm going to make my 20%. If the stock stays the exact same, meaning it doesn't move at all, I'm still going to make my 20%. Now, the stock is sitting at 133.84 at the moment. So this thing can come all the way down to 132.79. That is my break-even. So anything over 132.79 is going to be a profit. This is why I love that the debit spread trade on dividend stocks, especially dividend stocks just before the EX date. Okay? And better than that, she's a dividend aristocrat, which means she's been increasing the dividend payments to the shareholders for a minimum, minimum of 25 years. So needless to say, absolute worst case scenario is I get to keep this stock and uh, collect a dividend. But I'd much prefer to collect the premiums. Okay? Now, premiums are a little bit more money than dividends. Okay? Don't get me wrong. Dividends are great. And you can get a dividend check every single day, every single trading day, if you manage your um, account properly. And, you know, look at the numbers. Strictly by the numbers. Okay, if the numbers work, great. The one-year chart looked good. The 90-day chart looked good. Seasonality looked okay. Sideways, which I'm perfectly fine with sideways, especially for a, a vertical spread trade or a debit spread trade. Um, the buyers and sellers and the trend lines, everything looked good. Dividend aristocrat, dividends paying out in two weeks. Worst case scenario, I collect a dividend and I consistently collect premiums on a weekly basis because this is a weekly optionable stock so i like mdt worked for me and i like to make that 20 percent trade if i can so let's jump back in see what's next um por is that portland something portland general electric Ooh, can't go wrong with that um back to my standard chart por let's throw that in and see what that says POR started out the year last year at 38.06. Quickly found its bottom at 31.96. That was uh, right in the beginning of September. Now from there, 
didn't take long to hit a training range of 41, 42, and travel all the way into um, beginning of March before she broke out of that and got to another training range between 46 and 50. And she was traveling there for quite a while, for, you know, ever since. Hitting a high of 52.47, and that was back on Thursday. Okay, she got some support over here at 45.5. She's sitting at 51.04 at the moment. Seasonality is going to look something like, let's open it up. All right, she's got a little bit of peak. That would be on fr on Thursday. Friday could be down. Yeah, I'm not happy with that be totally honest with you let's take a look at the big chart por okay so por is <clears throat> the trend line has just changed recently so she's dipping a little bit sellers are sellers are advancing and buyers are retreating so that gives me, from what I can see in front of me, strictly numbers, no news, anything like that. If you guys want to check the news before you buy something, hey, I'm all for it. But for me, I just go by the numbers and the trend lines. Right now, the trend is changing. Where she was advancing, she's plat she didn't even plateau. She's just changed a little bit. She's, now she's dipping a little bit, going south. Okay, three down days in a row does not make me a happy camper. No positive um, feedback with the seasonality kind of wishy-washy so I think I'm going to pass on this one because it doesn't give me the warm fuzzy let's go to the trade grid just for the fun of it um, right now she's trading at 5104 by 50 sorry 5101 for the bid 5104 for the ask, and it is a monthly optionable stock, so I'm going to pass on that one right off the bat. RBC, Regal Beloit Corporation, never even heard of them. RBC. Let's put them into the one-year chart, see what RBC has to say. Whoops. Try it again. RBC. She got a 30 cent dividend coming up. She started out the year last year at 99.09. Goes sideways for a little bit, right towards the election. She hits a low at 91.82 from there. She heads on up to a high at 159. From 159, she falls back to trading range of 144, goes sideways for a couple months, drops to trading range of 127 for about a month or so, back up to the 150 for the last month. She got 90-day support at 127. She got some 90-day resistance at 155. She's sitting at 150 at the moment. Let's take a look at seasonality for these bad boys. What does it look like? All right, flat. This baby's going nowhere, which is okay. Don't get me wrong. Flat is a good thing for some of the trades that we're going to do. Now, the big chart for RBC looks something like this a definite trend reversal back um, the mid of last month and slowly going downwards okay trend reversal the volume 
and nothing really abnormal with the volume. But the buyers and sellers have traded hands um, back at the beginning of the month where there were more... Actually, no. Excuse me. Okay, the buyers are still over the sellers by not by much. 27 by 22. Okay, so it, it doesn't give me the warm fuzzies. Doesn't, sorry. Let's take a look at the trade grid for RBC. RBC, monthly option. Let's pass on that bad boy. Okay, one left. One dividend aristocrat left. That's TTC. I have no idea who that is. The Toro Company. Ooh, don't they make um, rototillers? Yeah, Toro and lawnmowers. TTC. The Toro Company started out the year last year at the low of the year at 79.22. Goes all the way up to a high by mid, um, sorry, late April, 118.13. Big fat profit taking drops us down to the new 90 day low or 90 day support at 102. And we got some resistance at 118. She's sitting at 107 at the moment. Let's take a look at seasonality, where we think this thing might be going in the next couple of days, or at least the next week or so. Okay, uptrend, like that. The one-year chart looked okay. And the 90-day chart looked okay. Let's go back to the charts again. Yeah, not the greatest in the world, but it is Toro. They are a dividend aristocrat. They do have the dividend coming up in two weeks. Uh, let's take a look at the big chat. Big chat. You like that? That's definitely a Bostonian. Big chat. The big chart. All right. Toro's in an upswing. However, there are more buyers. There are more sellers than there are buyers. 25 to 15. Not a huge spread. But then again, she doesn't look that bad because the trend line is, is heading up. Okay, Just because there's more sellers than there buyers, but the trend line is moving up. Let's see what the trade looks like. The trade looks like 107.98 by 108.01. That's like a 6 or $0.07 cent spread, which is not that bad. Okay, And it is a monthly option. So I'm going to just pass on that one right off the bat does not make me a happy camper next week we got a bunch to look at but let's see what we're doing for this week let's steady it up find out where we are today um cinf city city um cincinnati financial does not make me a happy camper i only wanted to do div cap play on that it should have just taken a day or two we're going into four or five days which does not make me happy at all Actually, over almost over a week. Ah, oh, crap. 3M, I sold off one of those so I could do the Philip Morris trade, which brought me in 500 bucks. So I'm halfway to my goal. Um, if MDT stays where she is, bring me another 200. That brings me up to 0.7. Damn, something's got to happen in the next couple of days. <laughs> That's okay. Nobody wins them all. 0.7, which is right around 700 bucks, 
for the week is better than collecting just dividends because the dividends on a $100,000 account probably wouldn't be 700 bucks a week. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Probably wouldn't be. But that's where I am today. Doesn't look that totally 100% happy, but it is what it is. Let's get offline. Let's check with you guys again tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be broadcasting live from Florida. Going to go down and see the grandson. Got to love it. I'm all excited about that. Um, Till tomorrow, I'll catch you guys later. Happy trading.